0: You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Wolves Wired Podcast. Sunday, May, no, no. April. April. God, 6th. I wish it was May. <laughs> April 16th edition. It looks like May outside. A beautiful 66 degrees in Town, Minneapolis. The bro tanks are out. A bro tank is out. We saw one bro take Tim Fakeless. At T-I-M-F-A-K-L-I-S on the Twitter. We deemed it okay for various reasons. <laughs> it, was po- a, it was a soccer bro tank. It was a, a
1: Barcelona one, it looked like. So we're good with it. He pulled it off. It was a pink Barcelona one. It was kind yeah. of a cool. Uh, I, I'm not a bro tank guy, but it was a
0: cool looking tank. He I had guess. the flip-flops on, too. Yeah. he's uh, That dude's ready for summer. That's why I thought it was May. Got to get through finals first. ha <laughs> ha! College joke. That's a college joke. Got to get through the NBA finals too. For, no, that'll go till June. Yeah. Nice try, though. Uh, let's uh, let's do what we do here and recap the week in Wolves basketball. The Wolves finished off the 2016-2017 season by losing six straight, <laughs> finishing the year 31 and 51, tied with the New York Knicks for the league's sixth, seventh best record, depending on which way you want to look at it. Uh, that there will be a coin flip to determine which of those uh, two teams will you know, pick 6th and 7th, assuming neither moves up in the lottery. Uh, and that will take place Tuesday.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the Wolves, if they do end up with the 6th, or both teams will have an 18.3% chance of landing in the top three and a 5.3% chance of landing the number one overall pick. Shouts to tankathon.com. For those numbers, that's a great site. I was so excited to log on to it after the season ended. I was like, oh, Yes, <laughs> tagathon! So, uh, you covered the last home game, we talked about it. We did the hype pod about the video, didn't we? Was that the last home game? Yes, it?
1: yes, that okay. was the last home game. Uh, they, they played, lost it, they lost against the Oklahoma City Thunder without Russell Westbrook. Yeah, so that was a bummer. Uh, I mean. We can go into a little bit of detail, but I mean the the game itself wasn't really all that exciting. It was just it was a major bummer.
0: It's kind of exciting. They were down a lot, and then they came back, and then it was close, and then they lost. Yeah, that's that's
1: exactly it. Uh, but I, I would argue that the star of that game was at halftime. Uh, the the, the video, hype video the hype video, yeah. The,
0: we we did a whole pod on it. Yeah, check it out at the Lockdown Wolves Audio Boom Feed for those who do not subscribe to the Lockdown. Wolves podcast, but you should do that.
1: The uh, I don't know. I thought the video was cool. You got you had your atmosphere or your slug specifically. It's Was station. not involved. Uh, you had your prof. You had your pos, and then pos and prof came out and performed, which probably got man like what half the crowd excited. Really, less? only less. Half- well, I'm I'm guessing. I'm I'm trying to think of what demographic of wolves fans are fans actual fans of rhyme Sayers that knew the song Get Down by pos. Which was the song that was performed.
0: You're a music guy, is that a deep cut? No. No,
1: it's like his biggest quote unquote club hit, probably. But Frankly,
0: uh, I don't know the tune.
1: It's it's a good song. You should pull it up. You'd like it. But, I, would, um, I, would,
0: I would have preferred that to Ice Ice Baby. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like when they when they bring in these old nineties and eighties guys, your your vanilla ice, your young MCs, your Bell Biv DeVos, uh why not bring in like Slug or Prof or whoever? I heard from someone pretty reliable that Prof has, try- has tried to get halftime bits, but the Wolves just aren't biting.
0: I heard the same thing. He has actually been a guest on this pod, if I'm not mistaken. The first guest. Prof? No, the guy who you heard this from. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay, you're, now we're on the same page. You're a reliable source. Yeah. I think that's who Here's you're talking about. He was our first about. guest when we were still doing the show in your apartment. I think that's exactly right. Oh, shit. All right.
0: Well, shouts to that guy. His name is Dave. Naylor. Not Naylor. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. You're talking about Stack Guy. Yeah, Stack Guy, Dave. Because Dave Naylor was our first guest. Oh, man. We mistake the... Dave I mean,
1: Naylor was the guest on like the second episode that's we ever true. did. That's
0: true. That was in Don't Ditch It, Fix It. But it, I remember Dave from being in your apartment and doing it. That, that
1: I remember. That was weird. Like, Dave was good, It was just weird sitting around my kitchen table. Talking about basketball? Thinking
0: about where we are now. Is it because we were sitting around talking about basketball? Or was it it because people were actually sitting at your kitchen table? (laughs) It's definitely a good combo of both. Uh, Speaking of Twitter, not-so-smooth segue. Did you know, Tim, I was scrolling through the Timberwolves Reddit the other day, about three days ago, and your tweet saying, Carl anthony Towns uh, just became the first player in NBA history to accumulate 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and made... One, make 100 three-pointers in a single season was uh, one of the top posts on Timberwolves' Reddit three days ago. Over 200 upvotes. Ah, well, in, look at me getting all famous. I mean, in per, to put it in perspective, AP guy John Prezins, John Krasinski posted, uh, or a post from him, notable comments from Thibb's season-ending presser, got 45 upvotes. So you're basically Reddit famous.
1: So we, what you're saying is I am a better reporter than John Krasinski. You're on your
0: way. You're on your way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well... I'll talk to AP about, you know, making the the torch passing as smooth as possible so I can take over for him.
0: Are we. Do we take Carl Anthony Towns for granted a little bit? Do we take greatness for granted? Because we, we have such a wait and see mentality here in the North.
1: Well, I had. Okay, so I wrote the recap for the last game of the year, which was on the road. Plug, plug,
0: plug, yeah. among Well, I mean,
1: you have re- to. You can read it now, but it's an old ass recap. But one of the, uh, I kind of, my angle was, uh, the five takeaways from the season finale or five confirmations rather things that I had been thinking that the season finale kind of helped, uh, work on. And my first one was that Towns for his faults defensively is still on the road to being one of the best centers of all time. And maybe we do take that for granted sometimes because he is the first player ever to do 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 100 threes. And there had only been like four guys... No. Two. Two guys under the age of 22 to accumulate 2,000 and 1,000? I think it was Shaq and... uh, Who's the other one? Shaq and someone else. I can't remember. Anthony Davis, maybe? I'm not sure. At any rate, he's doing things that people have never done before. And he's 21.
0: Yeah. The young... the, The age factor is huge in that.
1: Yeah. He's putting up historic numbers at an incredibly young age. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just optimistic, but I think the defense will come. Maybe not to the level that uh, the Wolves had with Garnett, but I don't think he's going to be a minus defender his whole career. He's too obsessed with basketball to be a bad defender his whole career. That's my opinion.
0: Uh, Thib said Carl Anthony Towns, along with Wiggins and Levine, improved significantly, and that the Wolves have to build around that during the wool or during his. Exit press conference, that was on Friday. Friday. Uh, Tom Schreier and I did a pod about it shortly thereafter. Check that out at the uh, Lockdown Timberwolves audio boom. But uh, Are you falling
1: you, asleep over there?
0: No, I'm awake. I'm fully awake. I'm well rested, oh, actually. Good. After, good. After, our, after our dude's evening last night that ended early. It's, <laughs> yeah. Before bar close.
1: It did end early. I fell asleep after bar close, though, if that makes any sense. That's fair.
0: How was the rest of that uh, stand-up, by the way?
1: Oh, dude, I when I saw you fell asleep, no, I'll rephrase. I fell asleep on your recliner for oh, like 45 okay. minutes.
0: All right, fair Woke enough.
1: up, I think he was getting his round of applause, and I was like, okay, time for bed.
0: It's time. Yep. Uh, another rather interesting comment was, uh, and Tom and I talked about this a little bit, Thibs Praise of Rubio saying, well, not so much praise, but he is the point guard for the team as uh, in 2017, 2018, as of right now. I said to Tom, chalk it up as another coach Rubio won over during the course of a season. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I'm waiting to hear more of your contrasting opinion. What's he supposed to say? That's true. <laughs> Cynical Timmy on the bit. I just... That that rose thing
1: was too close to happening in my eyes. Like I thought it was going to happen. Was after it for a while? You did. It's there's yeah. there's too much uh, lending itself to wolves are looking at other options other than Ricky Rubio. Maybe not Chris Dunn, but I'm just not totally sold that. T- I think I, I think PR and Tibbs sat down and Tibbs was told. This is what you should say so they'll get off your back about it. Because he said nothing incorrect, but if they trade him, hey, we've he was our point guard going into 2017-2018. They're building
0: up his value. With that player, coming, that's for sure.
1: But then player X became available, and we thought he was an upgrade.
0: In your opinion, was the Rose thing closer or not as close to the Jimmy Butler thing happening around draft time last year? Closer. You do? Yeah, That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't think the right I think thing was it was happening at all. I was...
1: Man, I'm dropping fake sources like I'm left and right today. But, like your Donald Trump. <laughs> but this is a real person, but I won't say any more than that. Uh, I was told by someone, quote... Oh,
0: man, I should... Reputable, re- reputable, credible? Yes. Someone you trust?
1: Someone I trust very much who, have, who has told me things that I've heard otherwise. Uh... I can't remember exactly how they said it, but basically it was... You said it was close. They said, uh, I don't expect it to happen, but I won't be shocked if it happens, it's more not, or less.
0: Going back to what you said about Thibs saying things about Rubio, it's similar.
1: <laughs> yeah, but this person had no reason to... Oh, that's true. Yeah, I,
0: There's no... Insight. I'm not
1: saying anything else.
0: Oh, that's fair.
1: But, uh, yeah. I, I felt more nervous about it after that. I was told that. Maybe I shouldn't have, but I think Wode jumped on it and said that it was close to happening, and David Aldridge jumped on it. And when those two jump on rumors, I take them seriously.
0: That's true. Who's the other guy who would be head honcho? Dude who covered Garnett? His Mark prime? Stein. No. Oh, no.
1: oh, oh, uh, Ashburner.
0: Ashburner. Yeah, I think he's real, real. I think he, even though he's not here, I think he's got a nice little beat on the Wolves. I he, think he does. If he had jumped on, I would have been worried. Maybe I wasn't worried at all, though.
1: If he had jumped on the Butler rumors, I would have been worried.
0: Because of the mutual. Yeah. Uh, I pulled up DraftExpress.com before the show. Oh, God. Just because, you know. I've got a name. It's about that time. Yep. Uh, the name DraftExpress has Malik Monk. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. You do. What's you the, are. What's the name you have? As far as who I want the Wolves to draft? Well, the name you just, you know,
1: teased. Lori Markinen. Going seventh currently in this mock draft. That's my guy. That's everyone's guy. Out of That's U- why out I'm saying... Like, out he's of the not, U of A. He's not my guy yet because I haven't done my due diligence and I did not watch college basketball this year like I have in the last, you know, my lifetime. But You like him. I don't know. I'm saying you like him, my dad likes him, my friend Blake likes him, everyone I've ever talked to that likes basketball, seems to want this dude. He's 7 feet, and he can shoot threes. I don't know much more about him yet.
0: He's Finnish. I do
1: know he's Finnish, yes. That's uh, also true.
0: uh, 7 foot tall, as you said, can hit the three ball out of the University of Arizona. 42% from deep this year. Draft Express has him going to the Knicks, but what do the Knicks need him for if they already have Porzingis, you know? Unless, I mean,
1: oh. So you've heard about all this turmoil in Knicks land, right?
0: Oh, with the, the Phil it,
1: Jackson thing and how with the uh, Porzingis is going to take a quote uh, extended stay in Latvia and maybe not come back to New York until training camp.
0: Well, he's upset with uh, the way things are being run in New York because right. I understand it. Yeah. Would you
1: trade Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and the pick for Chris poor Porzingis? Say the trade again. Levine, Dunn, and this year's pick.
0: Jeez, man. I I'm considering it. Would you trade Wiggins for him straight up? I would definitely trade Dunn in the pick him, <laughs> no question about it. Uh, would I trade Wiggins for him straight up? I don't. I need more time than you put me on this. Do I have to answer? Gun to your head. No. Okay. As of this moment. But what about I, the first one? Ask me next week and maybe I change my mind. What about no, the first one? No on the first one either, just because I'm partial to Zach Levy. Okay. Just wondering. Is that fair? Yes. I'm asking you the same two questions, though. Yes to both. I would do both. You would do both? Do the-
1: I, I just think of Towns and Wigan, or Towns and Chris Stapps paired with either one, whoever they keep, and I think that's much more deadly than the trio that they currently have. And I'm just... I think that's a playoff team and probably a title contender
0: soon. At first... If everything goes right. When you were conjuring up hypothetical trade ideas, I thought you were going to include Mello's name in the deal. No, I'm out
1: on Mello. And Mello play. does not want to come here. He has a no-trade clause he that doesn't. he
0: would use if he was traded here. Yeah, but if you're Mello and you're 32, aren't you looking at the Wolves' core being like, well, these guys can, you know, I'll go to Halo terms. I'm, <laughs> I was talking to you about Towie the other day. Yeah. How he's playing online with guys that are infinitely better than him. Right. Oh, oh Mello I see becomes the, the Towie in that situation. He can just have the Young Bucks carry him. To uh, to success. That would be a defensive disaster. <laughs> right? I mean, he'd fit right in. He doesn't play <laughs> well, very well enough. defensively.
1: I, I don't think... If he uh, had won a title already, I would think that he would be more interested. I just don't think he would. I uh, think he wants a ring. I uh, think he wants to play with Cleveland.
0: Phil Jackson, <laughs> Phil Jackson thinks he should pursue that ring and that New York is the best place for him to do that.
1: Phil Jackson is something else... For a guy that is still desperately trying to keep the triangle alive, like it, it's like trying to keep disco alive or something. I, I don't know what to compare it to, but it's just this dead art form in basketball that no one wants to run anymore. That's part of what is pissing off. According to, I read an Adrian Wojnarowski article on the Knicks, and we are going way off topic from we, the draft it's, right it's now. It's the off
0: season, it but that's matter. all right.
1: And he basically said that there are several members of the team that are just frustrated to hell with this triangle thing and don't want to run it and I think Chris Stapps is part of that
0: Yeah, hmm. uh, probably hence the extended stay in Latvia as you mentioned. Hey,
1: they before. need a star wing to run the triangle properly so how about let's do this uh, Chris Stapps for Levine and Dunn thing let's do
0: it I, I'm in on Laurie Markkinen
1: yeah well let's let's yeah let's bring it back to a, a Chris Stapps comparison maybe
0: yeah, is, is that I mean, kind of how he plays? <laughs> yeah, that's that's how sort of comparison. Tall play- Euro that can <laughs> shoot. It's no longer Dirk. It's now Kristaps. That's how player comparisons around this time of year usually go. Is a, I mean, I think if we're rating Wolves needs as far as roster construction is concerned, I have playmaking four up there. Yep. I'm not sure if I'm ready to put uh, a three a wing player who can maybe play the small ball for a la Brandon Rush or Shabazz Muhammad. Okay. Which of those two things do you place number one on the priority list? (sighs) Probably a playmaking
1: four or even like a rim protecting big. They need one. They kind of had one in Aldrich, but he wasn't all that successful at it last year. Gorgie can sometimes do it. They need a guy that can disrupt things defensively pretty badly but if he can shoot threes too they need Serge Ibaka
0: they just need they that, need him specifically i think <laughs> that would be nice or yeah if you want to go a little bit older Paul Millsap yeah free agent this summer just saying i
1: oh, he's going to get a lot of money though and the wolves have to pay some wolves, guys wolves have money to spend though yeah got
0: nothing but money they got to gotta spend. pay three guys pretty soon eventually yeah unless well you can get them on like a can't you get them on like a two year deal by then after the two years, is when you'd have to pay talent? So you'd yeah,
1: that. something like that. I don't know.
0: I assume they'll, in other pertinent news, I'm, ass- I'm assuming that the Wolves will pursue a buyout with Nikola Pekovic. I think... Because there was some smoke, remember, back in January, where they said maybe they'll get a medical retirement thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that never happened, so no fire there. I think John Kay
1: came out and basically said that he's, he's done. Tibbs said he's done. Right? Pekovic?
0: Yeah. Well, that's never the question never has been he whether he's done. R- right, been, right. But, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. It's been okay. getting his money off the books. Are you pulling up track right now? Because I'm about to. That's
1: definitely not what I'm pulling up. But oh. you
0: go right ahead. <laughs> I'm pulling up Spotrak just to make sure I have that. Because Pekovic has...
1: I'm a, trying to pull up what exactly what Krasinski said. Because I, I quote tweeted it. And I'm trying to find it now. There we go. Oh, it was Dave Benz, actually. Go on. Oh, it was nothing. Never mind. <laughs> Nikola Pekovic has played his last game for the team.
0: Oh, there's no question about that. No shit. But He I'm, didn't even travel with the team this year. The, the writing has been on the wall for that. Yeah. Uh, let me pull it up here. He made twelve a cool $12,100,000. $12, for
1: chilling year. back in Montenegro? Would you
0: rather pay Peck for doing what he did this year, which was running a club team in Montenegro, or Phil Jackson for doing what Phil Jackson did this year? Because Phil Jackson got paid twelve mil. <sighs> Uh Peck, really Peck can't screw anything up, and he's a wonderful human <laughs> Pekovich, by the way, eleven million six hundred thousand dollars due to him in the uh seventeen eighteen season, so on the books for another year, hopefully, if you're you know the wolves, they can uh get a buyout and have more money to spend because this off season will be the uh off season to do it, am I right
1: yeah, oh man, Twitter's blowing up. I think Isaiah Thomas just did something.
0: Yeah, uh, it's tragic news to hear about his sister dying in a car accident yeah. the other day.
1: Yeah, there was a there was video of him getting emotional during warm ups, but I guess there was a big big applause for him. He's at home, and I think he's doing things right now that are pretty intense. So I'm rooting for the Celtics now. You became a quite tem- frankly
0: temporary Celtics
1: fan. I've always been a mild Celtics fan because of KG, you know, for the last ten years or so. But, Naturally,
0: yeah, I'm rooting for Isaiah right now. I'm a temporary Wizards fan, for those interested. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Malik Monk, as I was saying, point guard, shooting guard out of the University of Calipari. <laughs> the University
1: of one and done.
0: Looks like a lanky you know, wing player can play uh, the point guard, play the shooting guard. I don't know if I like the idea. I'd prefer a, a bigger three, but depending on what you do in free agency, I suppose it doesn't matter.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, this early in the draft... Uh, Draft Express just ranks prospects. They're not thinking about team need yet.
0: That's true. The mock uh, the mock draft is ranked. like
1: I bet if if they were looking at team need, Jonathan Gibney would have Laurie Markkinen going sixth right now. That's that's my assumption. Uh, I know. See the see that helps.
0: Oh, Gibney, you said
1: Gibney, the dude that runs Draft Express. Yeah, got it, got it, got it. Uh, he would have Markkinen going to the Wolves. You're saying that's my guess. I don't think he'd have Monk going. See where
0: there. does Markkinen? I know he fills your shooting need just your third big op, or your and third big offensively he's good but how does he help you defensively and you know when can he contribute at that end
1: he he doesn't but my rebuttal would be who do you take instead monk who? i i'm not ready yet right
0: so like next I, next week we will be much more prepared.
1: all i'm saying is like if if they were really looking at team need right now pre lottery all this uh i think they'd have him going sixth uh, another guy that I know is liked a lot by Andy Grimsrud, Punch Drunk Wolves. Well, a wolf among wolves. Now, I should be saying that Your by now. Your baby. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, Florida State, 6'11", small forward. So, talking about small ball fours, he's not exactly small, but he's incredibly skinny. He's like Corey Brewer, skinny. Uh, projected to go eighth, right after Lori Markinen, right now, or I guess by what I'm saying, the eighth, eighth ranked prospect. Uh, 35% three-point shooter, so probably not going to come out of the gate with uh, great three-point shooting, but I know he's a good athlete. Just kind of your classic long-armed, athletic, tall prospect that could go either way. Kind of a kind of a 50-50 guy. Kind of hard to guess what he'd do, but Andy likes him. I haven't seen him enough.
0: Well, if uh, if would like him, the Wolves for sure aren't going to take him.
1: And for good reason. Wasn't he an Okafor guy? Uh, Grimsrud and I were. You were an Okafor guy to w- a degree. Stop it. I remember a conversation Stop at it. Williams
0: Peanut Bar. We, Grimsrud and I, I know, I know what conversation you're talking you're about. You're talking, yep. All right, continue. But Grimsrud and I were just zigging where others were zagging at that point. You were think- just being that devil's advocate? Well, you had to. It was a serious. It was a serious conversation so that you were, you were needed the, to be had. We all couldn't have the one side of the argument, unless there's just a right and a wrong answer. You needed to have differing opinions in order to you know, engage in the discussion.
1: I guess. I mean, you don't have to. I, he, when one is Carl Anthony Town, I mean, it's easy to it's easy to be in my position and say this now. Yeah, to be right, fair.
0: In, in hindsight, yeah, yeah it's uh, very easy to do that.
1: Like, had towns that ended up sucking and not actually having anything outside of that left shoulder hook. I'd be saying something totally different right now, but uh, at any rate, Jonathan Isaac,
0: have you ever watched him play? Nope. Okay. All I've done for draft prep is read and watch a little Malik Monk. I like his slashing ability. His passing is okay. Uh, his scoring ability is unquestionable. He's got the highlight dunks, the whole bit. You can shoot the ball well. Uh, he shot 46.2% uh, from three at Kentucky this season. Um... Still a little small, needs to uh, needs to have the ball. Tends to focus on leaking out in transition rather than staying in front of his man defensively, mm. which is not a Tom Thibodeau quality. That is not. So uh, that's just a, a very brief uh, scouting sentence of him. Fair enough. I'm I'm looking at the only guys that I'm more familiar with are
1: the ones towards the top. Fultz obviously and Ball. Ball. I think I think those two are pretty set on going in the top three. Uh, after that, Josh Jackson. I've seen a that Afro though. Pretty good deal of. He can play. I don't know how high he's going to go. Fitz, I, I assume the small forward need. I assume he's going to go top five, but you never know. Uh, what do you 38% like? Thirty eight percent shooter. Uh, he's he's kind of he's more polished than your average freshman. I think. I mean, I could be wrong, but the the vibe I get from when I watched him, and I haven't seen like the scouting video that Draft Express does on everyone, which are by the way, if you want to act like a draft expert, just, just watch. watch all the Draft Express videos, and you basically are one because yeah. Mike Schmitz is a genius yeah. and he is a brilliant videographer. Anyway, Josh Jackson, I mean, he's he's an athletic guy. He's a he appears to be a sound defender, and he shoots almost forty percent from three. That kind of combo tells me he's at least going to be a good player uh, with the potential to be a uh, great player.
0: Yeah, guards anywhere from uh, one players one to four, mm-hmm. uh, or did in, at Kansas anyway is what I'm reading. Uh, the defense seems to be the biggest strength of his, and when you add the uh, three-point shooting
1: percentage. 38%, 39%, I think. Not great in college, but pretty good. Yeah, if you can shoot not, 35% as rookie year, that's not bad.
0: If you're a threat to hit it. That's what matters.
1: Like, I like guys that can play defense, can shoot, and are athletic. If they have all three of those things going for them, I, I like them a lot, even if they're not great at any of those qualities. It tells me they're at least going to be a role player. Says uh, low bust potential. Says
0: small hands, handles are lacking. They leave something to be desired, and finishing around the rim is mad. But when you have high usage guys like Towns and Wiggins, and even when you throw Levine into the mix, how much would Someone like that need to do offensively? I don't know, not much. Maybe hit the occasional three yeah, from time to time? exactly. And uh, be large enough to defend uh, you know, the Paul Georges of the world. Also going to be a free agent. Isn't he, Paul George? Ooh, is that I next? think he
1: has one more year. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you think of... I'm going to ask this once. Oh, dear. And I'll start with a little rant. Preamble? The Lonzo <laughs> Ball's dad thing is the most uninteresting storyline that everyone seems to want to cover right now. Which is probably why I don't
0: know anything about it.
1: Oh, you don't know anything about you? Well, his dad is a former NFL – or NFL uh, – college, like – he might have been an NFL player.
0: I, th- I think someone named Sam, who works at Normandale, was talking to me about this in the morning, and I frankly wasn't paying too much Fair. attention. I wouldn't either. Uh, okay, yeah,
1: he he played – In the NFL, briefly, he's Lonzo Ball's dad, and he says outlandish things like, uh, my son would make the Golden State Warriors better, have him and Steph Curry swap and see what happens. I would have beat Michael Jordan one-on-one in our primes. He averaged like one point a game at Washington State in college. (laughs) Uh, Just a bunch of crap. But the media reports it at this high rate that... Clicks, baby. It drives me nuts. He's saying, uh, just let the idiot talk without actually reporting it. it. It's like a certain presidential candidate that I can recall. Uh, say the most outlandish things and you'll get the most press. Hmm. And as a result...
0: No such thing as bad press, Tim. Oh, there should We're be. talking about it right there, now. They so, should
1: be. Well, yeah, I was going to say, this is the only time I'm going to talk about it. But his son, for all the crap that uh, his dad says and blah, 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 he's really, really good. He's 6'6". He's a point guard. He's a good passer, like a really good passer. But he also shoots like 42% from three. He's good around the brim. Again, I think I said this already. He's 6'6". A 6'6 point
0: guard. You did, yeah. yeah. That is
1: incredible. Like he does everything well. Maybe needs to improve defensively. But offensively, he's the entire package, and that is very scary. Uh, If I had the first overall pick, and I had to choose between him and Markel Fultz, I think I'd take him. That's com- where I'm at.
0: A conversation we should have and probably should have had before we entered this upcoming conversation about the upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. If you had to do last year's draft over again, and you're the Minnesota Timberwolves, do you do anything differently?
1: Uh, uh, I wanted Gary ha- or Gary Harris.
0: Jesus, that was a couple
1: drafts. I wanted Jamal Murray, not Gary Harris. I wanted the guy that the Nuggets took again. I um, did too. I wanted Murray. But I also desperately wanted that Sixers trade that Krasinski was reporting. It was Robert Covington, Nerlens, Noel, and a future pick or something
0: like that. Because you wanted Nerlens?
1: Yes. I thought he would have fit perfectly with Townsend,
0: uh, Gorgie. I like Covington in that deal, too. Yeah,
1: he's a good player, and the Sixers hate him. He got booed whenever he touched the ball for a while. Really? Because he shot poorly over a stretch. He'd, he was basically, You know how Shabazz shot from three for a while, where... He was the best shooter, like literally the best three-point shooter in the league for like two weeks. From And the then corner. he didn't make a single three for all of March up until like March 24th or something. That's true. Uh, that was Bob Covington. I call him Bob. <laughs> My roommate got me into that. That's funny. Uh, and Sixers fans are much more cruel than Wolves fans, so they were booing him. <laughs> Despite all the crap Sixers fans have had to endure, This thing just really irked them the wrong way, apparently.
0: Yeah, it's like hating on Ricky Rubio in 2013.
1: Yeah, more (laughs) or less. Uh, So, yeah, I would have loved that trade, and I still would have done it, frankly. But Any other players
0: that you would have taken a hard look at? Uh, at Pull up the list. Yeah, hold on. I'll occupy time. I, I can go back and say I like the fact that we were doing this pod because we could, in theory, go back and listen to you and I say that we did want Jamal Murray, and that's just not hindsight. Uh, I like Jalen Brown, but he went to the Celtics before the Wolves had a chance. I
1: never liked Jalen Brown. I like him now, but I did not like him at all. Like he, He's him. proved me wrong. I thought, because when I was talking about Athletic guys that can play defense and shoot. He couldn't really shoot, and he couldn't really handle the ball. I thought he was going to be like Corey Brewer or something like that, but it looks like he's going to be a lot better than that. He
0: can definitely play defense. Yeah. I
1: am happy for him. Not not your hand wave. Ha- yeah, happy for him. Like I'm genuinely happy for him. Uh, Marquise Chris. I liked him, and I was intrigued by him. You if you're asking what I would, if I would take him now,
0: over over Chris Dunn, because Chris Dunn is the bar. Bear, yeah. Bear in mind that fact.
1: Ah. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I like Dunn's defense enough that I'd rather have Chris Dunn than Marquise Chris. Dragan, I could be wrong.
0: Dragon Bender's and no. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to. Th- I don't Here, have a list. Here's one that I'm going to ask you. Go.
1: Jamal, or Jamal Murray. But he healed.
0: Would you no. take him? Even, no. Even with the last no. month of the year he had? Someone had to score for the Kings. He shot efficiently, though. Someone had to. Rudigay was out. No more boogie. I agree with you. Uh, no. I'm still on team not Buddy Heels. I think he's bad, but he had
1: like a 30-point game to end the year or something like that. I think he
0: won Western Conference Rookie of the Month twice. He's,
1: he's going to make the
0: all-rookie first team, I would I would assume. Well, it's not a very high bar. Who no. else is on the top 10 list?
1: Okay, I'm going to name them. Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, Dragon Bender. You can't take those first three. Those are the four you can't take. Buddy oh. Heel, Jamal Murray, Marquise Chris, Jacob Pertle from Utah. <laughs>
0: Didn't hear his name too often during the season. I don't season. think I'm he played very much. That.
1: Thon Maker, Milwaukee. I'm out. Demontis Sabonis. I would take him. Yeah, he's good. He's he can ball, doing stuff. Uh, Torian Prince, number twelve. Haven't heard a peep about him.
0: Who do who, he go to? Because I have.
1: Utah. A, I have. He went to Utah. Oh, he got drafted by Utah. Hold on.
0: He didn't, well, we haven't heard a peep out of him because the Jazz are like the deepest team. They are. (laughs) Oh, he's on the Atlanta Hawks. He got traded to the Hawks. And he did get some playing time. God, he's a goofy looking dude. He did get some playing time with the Hawks, I thought. Oh, he didn't didn't wow me. I'll put it that way. The Hawks parted with Korver, and I think after that is when they really started to play Prince.
1: There aren't too many guys on this list that I would take over Dunn. Anybody outside the top ten that...
0: Just the name, oh, a name that pops out. Saying, there's
1: one that's way, way down there that oof. everyone would take over him at this point. I'd assume oof. is uh, Brogdon, who went 36. Malcolm Brogdon
0: plays for the Spurs, right? Plays for the Bucks. He's going to win I'm Rookie sorry, of the yeah. Year, probably point guard for the Bucks. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, I think you might win Rookie of the Year. It's going to be him or Dario Saric. So, I mean, just by that alone, you'd have to want him overdone, wouldn't you?
0: Maybe. Does he? Yeah. 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 Yes. I wonder how much uh, input Jason Kidd had on that pick. That's a good question. Remember, he wanted some influence with the Nets. Yep. Didn't get it. Leveraged his way to Milwaukee. All of a sudden, maybe he has some influence in that pick. Takes this point guard under his wing. Point guard, t- Tudor's point guard. He's
1: more of a shooting guard, just to be clear. He's six five. I think what's his name played well. He played some point. Yeah, combo Bucs, guard. We'll call him. When how the about
0: when that? the Bucks came to town, I remember him making plays off this. Sure, 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 sure.
1: Uh, Yeah, 26 minutes a game, 10 points per game, 46% from the field, 40%
0: from deep. Which is good for a rookie. Yeah, that's a good year. All of those things.
1: I mean, the rookie of the year race was just a dud this year, especially after Embiid got hurt. Like, Embiid was going to run away with it, and then he only played 31 games. Uh, Now it's going to be Sarge or Brogdon, two guys that averaged 10 points
0: a game. I'm sad now. The Bucs beat the uh, Raptors in the playoffs, though. They
1: sure did. Britt Robeson called it.
0: Yeah, happy for him, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Uh, any other, did you watch any of the games yesterday aside from the Utah, the Utah game was fun. I, I teased it on a Joe Johnson, uh, five time all-star, no player. Oh, what is it? No
1: active player has more game winners than Joe Johnson. Really? Eight. Joe Johnson has eight game winners. If you count regular season and playoffs, the next closest person has like four or something like that. I'm
0: talking buzzer beaters. Yeah, that's what classifies. Oh, really? Oh,
1: Not like go-ahead buckets with the second left. I think that's what it is. I think.
0: Well, he's certainly better than Paul George. (laughs) Who? Well, Paul George didn't even get the ball, and
1: he threw a fit. You saw the play, right? Uh Uh-huh. C.J. Miles had like a second and a half to make a decision, maybe three seconds. Paul George, at best, is going to get a contested fadeaway three. C.J. Miles made a dribble move to his left. He's lefty. And pulled up.
0: That was a better look. A good shot?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like, back up your teammate, man. He took a good shot. Paul George threw a fit after the game saying he should have given me the ball.
0: And granted, that was in the heat of the moment. Maybe those two mended fences. I'm sure they're
1: fine, and he was just pissed after the game.
0: Let the emotion in the playoffs. Uh, We watched the Portland-Golden State game. That was competitive until the last five minutes.
1: Yep. Yeah, that was like a fun, fun game. We were joking in the first half. Because CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard each had over 20 points. I think McCollum had, what, 26?
0: The the stat was they had 48 of the 56 yeah. first quarter points.
1: And we we're like, oh, well, you know, you just have to do this every half for the rest of the series and you might win a game or two. Yeah.
0: And and to be fair, the bench started the third quarter like six of eight. Bonley did stuff. He did. Uh, Man,
1: the, I forgot about that dude's existence. That
0: was like right. a top six pick like three years ago. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte was pumped to have him. And then, boop, gonzo. Uh, who else plays tonight? Uh, oh, the... Thunder and the Rockets, man. That'll be a fun one. I'm excited for that one. The triple-double machines. I'm pulling for the Rockets, by the way.
1: Did we we ever talk MVP on this pod? No. I said I had thoughts, and I need to be swayed one way or the other, because I am so torn on this. Well,
0: the question I have, if you're torn on it, the question you need to consider is if you swap Harden and Westbrook, who's the better team?
1: I don't know. Like I well, really don't know. Well, I'll think about to be it. fair, the teams are built. D'Antoni's so system is perfect for, for Harden. Harden.
0: Yes, is it perfect for Westbrook? I don't know. Can Westbrook still exist in it and you know do do stuff? Maybe
1: I think Harden is probably a better offensive player than Westbrook, or more polished because he fits in more systems, but.
0: The problem for me is longevity. Russell Westbrook cannot do this for as long as James Harden can do James Harden stuff. That's
1: totally right, but, but it's an MVP award. We're just for talking this about MVP season. So the this whole year, pretty much, I've been on the Harden train. I think
0: I'm still on the Harden train
1: for I'll, what it's worth. I'll give you my reasons. He team had a better record, which I mean you can make the argument that He has the better. Dan Tony's system guy. helped, Daryl Morey got him better players, yada yada yada. That's not his fault, though.
0: Uh, Those things aren't his fault,
1: right? Secondly, Westbrook got all this love for the triple doubles, which he should. It's an incredible feat. I think he broke the record, didn't he, or did he just stay tied with Oscar?
0: Pretty either sure, way, pretty sure he broke it.
1: He either broke it or tied Oscar Robertson for the most triple doubles in a season, which is incredible. But that doesn't mean that, like, wh- whatever Harden average twenty nine points, eight and a half rebounds, and eleven assists isn't inc- isn't good too. I'm not I'm not gonna knock James Harden for averaging a rebound and a half less per game. He averaged more points,
0: he averaged more assists. What more can you do? Uh here's my question to you. All season you've been on the Harden train, but you sounded like you were gonna flop. I'm are you I'm not getting flopping? to I'm
1: getting to that. Alright, keep
0: going. The part
1: that screwed me up was Mike Dantoni. How much are Harden's numbers being inflated because of the system he's playing? And would I still be on board with Harden as the MVP if he was playing in a more traditional system where his numbers were down? I don't know. That's my question. Because I think, basically, numerically, they're sim- more similar than the media lets on because Westbrook's triple-doubles add to the stat total because like doubles Harden's triple-doubles or whatever. But Harden's numbers are still incredible, and people kind of take that for granted because of Westbrook. But Harden plays in a system with that, generally speaking, inflates numbers of the primary ball handler. That's my dilemma.
0: It's a decent dilemma to have. Which of those two do you think had more turnovers this season? Harden. Harden, like, broke the record, didn't he? Did he? I, I don't know. I didn't I, think, I know Harden is the correct answer. Yeah.
1: Harden had a ton. Uh, I'm sure Westbrook was up there, too, though, right? Are you looking at the
0: rankings right now? I'm looking at the total numbers. Westbrook had 438. Harden had 464, which was a career high for him. Is that one In and fact, two? 90 more turnovers than he had last Whew. season. Is so that fir- first and second? I, I don't have them oh, okay. in order. But I take Harden because I take offense. and uh, To be fair, I think Russell Westbrook fits in with the Thunder personally, the type of team that beats you up in the back alley. Yeah. You know, especially with the Gibson trade afterwards and... Um, I don't think the Thunder will win the series. I think the Rockets will. Fair, fair. But you know they both had great seasons. So what are we really arguing about? If I had an MVP vote, Tim, it'd be LeBron. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Just just because of what he does for Cleveland and the you know the brand of the Cavs, the city of Cleveland, that shit matters.
1: Well, and did you read Ian Levy's five thirty eight article about why you can make the case for LeBron?
0: Um, not to be a snob, but it's Ian Levy. Sorry, Ian Levy. Sorry.
1: He was even on, he was on Sports Center Saw recently. That. Did you see that? He's my former Shouts editor. to e- Mine, too. <laughs> Shouts to Ian Levy. Yours more than mine. But, man. D- oh, Also, just for clarification, uh, James Harden, very much first place. And Russell Westbrook, very much second place for total turnovers. Oh, really? Ready for
0: this? They won't want
1: to James talk. Harden, 464. What Russell Westbrook, 438. Third place, John Wall. 322 wow yeah
0: but what were we talking about lebron the mv I, I vote lebron every time just because i think he's the most valuable player to his team this is like lebron is in
1: this way almost the new Shaq. like Shaq only won i think one mvp i know lebron has three or four but at this stage in his career we're totally taking. in no we're totally taking his talent and his value for granted because he's Got all these. He's got titles now. He's got MVPs. He has everything. We already know what he brings. So when someone like Westbrook or Harden, who are kind of elevating their team to new heights for the first time, it's more interesting to the media and the fans.
0: Yeah, and I think R- Russell Westbrook gets a lot. He's gotten a lot of love, and rightfully so, maybe. But uh, because Durant, you know, he's sort of been the victim in the eye of public opinion because yeah, of also the Durant s- right. situation. Yeah. So, that's definitely helped him, I think. I agree. I I still have beef with,
1: like, one of the... We've talked about how NBA Twitter just lives and dies on certain hills. Yeah. Uh, I think one of them is Russell Westbrook is incredible no matter what you say, everything he does. He's kind of an infallible creature to some people's, in some people's eyes. I think NBA Twitter, for the most part, is on that train. Like, if you say that you're voting for James Harden on Twitter they'd eat you alive, hmm. I think. Uh, he Russell Westbrook takes stupid shots. Like I, I don't know how else to say that. He takes stupid shots. Like we, we, I think last week we talked about there was a game against Orlando where he hit this game-winning three
0: with nine-something seconds on nine the clock, se- yeah. He pulls
1: up from like 35 feet, takes this awful triple-team three, but he makes the shot. It's a lucky shot. I don't know. I shouldn't hate on Russell Westbrook. I love, he's like, he's my favorite player to watch in the NBA, but he takes stupid shots. He, he, and it, he sort of
0: defies the he's, guy. He's, he's mortal. He's, he, he's heroball.com.
1: Exactly. That's oh. exactly right. So. I do love him though. He's wonderful. And if he wins MVP, he will, I think he'll deserve it. Maybe not as much as, as I LeBron think, or
0: Harden, but I think he'd deserve it. Both, all of them deserve it. Yeah. It's I, like, it's like when I ridiculed Naylor when we had him on the pod and. He talked about, what's his name? Who was the former Wolves point guard drafted out of NC State? Lorenzo Brown. Yeah, Lorenzo Brown. Naylor was pining for him to land on the final roster and said, he's worked his butt off. Well, Naylor, they all worked their butt off. Yeah, exactly. It's not an argument I'm willing to
1: hear. Would you rather see, like, let's just, LeBron's not going to win MVP.
0: No, but he should.
1: Would He's not. Would you be would you prefer that they just pick one or if they do co MVPs? Would co MVP just kill you
0: inside? I I'm down for co MVPs, but only if they're on the same team. A la Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, two thousand eleven Diamondbacks. Wow. Arizona resident
1: reference right there. So you wouldn't want Harden and Westbrook to both win?
0: I'd be okay with it just because you you can take that side and as people who do what we do, you know, not giving an answer is totally a thing and Oh, yeah. You can give them both, and I think they both deserve it. I would be somewhat bitter because I think at the end of the day you need to yeah you have a vote, people have votes, and then you give the award away, and you know, people have opinions and someone's gonna win and someone's gonna lose. And that's just gonna be it.
1: I love how you said we in the business know how to not answer questions. Inexactitude is a, like
0: is the strength of many people in our position.
1: There's a certain site that I sometimes read and like their generic headline in my mind is Terrible thing X happened, comma and that's okay. They love they love that shit. I won't say who. You can say who. SB Nation.
0: All right, we've buried it's buried like fifty minutes deep, forty four minutes deep. So you know what
1: on. I'm saying, though? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, I don't, I don't read the main SB Nation hub page as often as
1: I just follow them on Twitter. And I swear it's like the Cavs no longer have LeBron, and that's okay, or just shit like that. I don't that's know. It, funny. it bugs me.
0: Other awards, Coach of the Year. D'Antoni? I'll say... I give it to D'Antoni for obvious reasons.
1: If the Harden doesn't win the MVP, D'Antoni and or Mori need to win executive slash coach of the year. Really? I would also consider Brad Stevens very heavily. The number one seed in the East with that roster makeup. He has turned that thing around like in two years. It's incredible.
0: Executive of the year. Maury. I'm giving it to Maury. You do? You think so? Yep. Who's Who's technically the GM of the Warriors? Oh, God, what's or his the name? president of B-Ball Ops. Either way, his name has to be in the running. It does. Because of the Durant deal. Mm-hmm. That's too easy. I don't know. I know, but sometimes the easiest moves are the yeah, best Yeah, that's ones. true. Like
1: That's kind of like not giving MVP to LeBron in a way, isn't it?
0: Totally. Or <laughs> Only it's the opposite of that, because you're giving it to somebody who made the simple move. Yeah, true. Uh... Too and the fact that they went out, and I suppose it speaks to Steve Kerr, too. I mean, the reclamation project that has been JaVale McGee is incredible. Yeah. He should get Coach of the Year
1: consideration, too. For that
0: alone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have anybody else in mind for exec of the year, though. Uh, Neil O'Shea, did he win it last year? I, believe I don't know.
1: If he didn't, he deserved he it. He didn't
0: win it this year, and for rightfully so. I don't like what Portland really did. Uh, I can't really think of anything.
1: No, I think I think we nailed Most it. Most improved player? Giannis.
0: It's got to be Giannis. Antetokounmpo? Yeah. So, I, I'm, in, I'm on board with that.
1: There was a... You know who Steve Kyler is? Yeah. Did you see him getting... Basketball Insiders guy? He picked... Like, he gets a vote, and he kept Denacumbo off. Doesn't get a reserve for, seat in
0: media Row in Las Vegas for Summer League, though, by fun. the way.
1: Also, Alex Kennedy left Basketball Insiders. Fun fact. Good I noticed that recently. Anyway, uh, he got just destroyed on Twitter because he, like, publicly announced who he's voting for, and he didn't even have a Denacumbo on his ballot because, quote, we expected him to improve this much.
0: So, the fact that he did improve? Yeah. But so It's
1: bullshit. It needs but... to be
0: surprised?
1: Yeah, I guess. I think he put uh, Hassan Whiteside in the top three, though. No, 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 no. He put Hassan Whiteside in the uh, Defensive Player of the Year voting, but not Kawhi or Gobert or something like that. No, but not Draymond Green. There it is. Whiteside in the top three, but not Draymond Green for Defensive Player of the Year. A lot of a lot of iffy picks.
0: I'm just ripping journalists today. I suck. That's fine. The media podcast coming soon to the Bulls yeah. Omaha Podcast Network. Um, Victor Oladipo, you don't have him up there? He's in my top three. He had a great year. What about Devin Booker?
1: Uh, maybe. He's not my pick, but I would consider him in like a top three type thing for sure. I'm, there's there's one that I'm missing.
0: Hold on, I'll wait. Yeah, you Rudy Gobert. No, that would have been more. I feel
1: year. like we. I feel like we saw what we saw. Um, last year, I mean, he improved, but I'm not totally. Uh, how do you say? Here's
0: one. I have a. I have one that would make it close. Okay, let's hear it, Nikola Jokic. Ooh, oh damn! Yeah, that really throws a wrench into that's the... <laughs> that's one a <1A>
1: right there. <laughs> it, oh, it, dude, it has to be. He's so good. Yeah, that I would have to think about that. I'd probably still go with Denikumbo, but Jokic. That's almost like the Harden Westbrook debate. Honestly, like Jokic's numbers are good. They're not. Inc- they're not like Towns good. Just the the bare numbers.
0: Fourth most triple doubles.
1: But season. he's so good. Yeah. What did he average, like 16 and 10? Like, his numbers aren't incredible, but...
0: 16, 9.8, 4.9, yeah.
1: he, Like, he's, a, he's so good. we we'll should get Nikola Jokic.
0: Yeah, people were... The debate, Jokic Town's debate was the thing, it, I, I want to say in February or March.
1: Someone picked him for Rookie of the Year, one of those advanced stat guys last year, and everyone flipped out, but Jokic I is was backing up And uh, I backed him up. That, that
0: was Jerry E., who curated ESPN's real plus-minus stat. It is. And uh, I actually backed that up because people freaked out even though he literally just did it by the numbers. <laughs> yeah, it was just all numerical. It's okay.
1: Everything's uh, fine. All right, what else? Uh, what other awards do we... Six man's boring. Uh, Eric Gordon. Yeah. Do we need to that's, have... That's I mean, I think one. we should have more. Defensive discussion. player of the year. We haven't done that one yet. Uh, I don't know. I don't care. Kawhi Bear. Yeah, you like offense. Yeah. I think it's got to be Gobert. Kawhi's up there and Draymond's up there. Hassan Whiteside is not up there.
0: You don't have him up He's there. a
1: good shot blocker. He's not that good defensively. He's a good defender. He's not that good defensively.
0: It can't be Lou Williams because where did he go? Houston. Houston, yeah, I know. Traded for
1: Corey Brewer, former, Wolf great. T- former two-time Wolf great.
0: Huh. I- Iguodala could be in the conversation. For six-man? Yeah, you could have him in the conversation. But we already did that, didn't we? <laughs> well, I don't think he won sixth man of the year, but he got his finals MVP and we're happy for him. Your boy Greg Monroe had a nice year. Yeah, he turned it around.
1: He uh I believe his first year in Milwaukee people were calling for his head more or less, but he's he's come alive this year. I'm happy for him.
0: If there was no if like if Eric Gordon didn't exist.
1: Yeah, that's the question, isn't it?
0: I wouldn't mind giving it to Zach Randolph. Just because he became a sixth man? I just want
1: him to get an award. I don't think he's ever been awarded anything. I think he made, what, one All-Star game? He's been good his whole career. He never gets any
0: due for it. Zach Randolph? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Might have made an All-NBA third
0: team or something. First name 20, last name 10.
1: (laughs) I'm going to look up his accolades because now I'm intrigued. I don't think he has many, like actual awards that he has won.
0: He gets a bad rep for hanging out at strip clubs.
1: Yeah, whatever. I'm sure more players hang out at strip clubs than we would know. All-NBA third-team once, two-time All-Star, 10-13. and 13. Anyone most improved player in 2004? So maybe a little better than I thought.
0: He's had a nice career. There's no question about He's that. He's had a
1: better career than two-time All-Star, in my opinion. And He's he, just, da- he was a youngster in the age of prime KG, Dirk, even like Jermaine O'Neal and Sheed and Tim Duncan and He played and with Chris Sheed Weber. for a
0: while only in, in uh, Portland, didn't he? Did, e- the, did yes. those careers intertwine? I he, think so. Ooh. He yeah, probably. He was part of the quote-unquote Jail Blazers team. He
1: was a youngster at that point, too. Uh,
0: which is awesome. And That team was awesome.
1: Those teams were very good, despite yeah being incarcerated more than they'd probably prefer. Man, I forgot that he played for the Clippers for a year. Anyway, sorry, we're getting off topic again. But what is on topic at this
0: point? Uh, I can say that the Lynx drafted Alexis Jones in the first round of the WNBA draft with the last pick of the first round. Combo guard out of Baylor, can play point guard, shooting guard. Might mean that we don't see Anna Cruz back this year, I'm not sure.
1: That's your girl.
0: I know, kind of sad, makes me sad.
1: Hmm, yeah, I have no opinions on that.
0: All right, well let's get the hell out of here then. Uh, For Tim Fakeless at T-I-M-F-A-K-L-I-S, my name is Zachary Bennett at Zachary BD. This has been Locked On, Wolves Wired. Be sure to subscribe to both podcasts, Wolves Wired. And Locked On Wolves on iTunes. They're both there. They're Ra-
1: technically two podcasts, even though this is Locked On Wolves. We're
0: going to differ them up during the summer, though, right? We've talked about w- this. W-
1: we've got some things in our brains that we're working out.
0: Uh, next week, we should say what we're going to do next week, just so we actually like can go about our week thinking about it. Right. Uh, draft stuff. Let's talk w- draft w-
1: stuff, playoff recap, and... I don't know. What else? I got nothing.
0: And a surprise. All right. And a surprise. Uh, so long. <laughs> Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks.
1: It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs. Our four pack of LED bulbs is $9.99.
0: And our two pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace.
1: See participating stores for details.